Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 45 years. And each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com. Tonight, we are talking about becoming a world changer. First off, we have PSI Women's Leadership Facilitator, Dame Shelley Hunt with us. Dame Shelley Hunt is founder and CEO of the Women of Global Change, Success is by Design LLC, and multiple other companies. She is a global entrepreneur, business strategist, international speaker, author, and TV executive producer, as well as counselor and contributor for Forbes. In 2014, the special honor of knighthood was bestowed upon Dame Shelley Hunt by the Order of St. John. She is the proud recipient of the 2015 Lifetime Achievement Award from President Obama, along with the 2013 Humanitarian Award at the World Congress Center. Additionally, the Women of Global Change has received awards for special recognition of service by three sitting U.S. presidents. As the First Lady of Entrepreneurs, She has served well over tens of thousands of women and children worldwide in community outreach programs. And let me tell you all that this list is like a mile long of her achievements. And I had to cut it short for our intro so that we could have the whole podcast. And if there's anyone that you want to learn from about becoming a world changer, Shelly Hunt is it. Shelly, are you with us? I am. Thank you, Kat. Welcome. We're so excited to have you with us tonight. So tell me, how do you really find and connect with your passion with what you do? Like what inspired you to create what you have created? Well, you know, the first thing I think of is, you know, um, is always for others because (laughs) it's something that I do myself. And it's what is it that feeds you? What is it that calls to you? And if you recognize that, then you, you know which direction to move in. You don't need to know the hows and have it all figured out, but there's always something that calls to us. Is it children? Is it homeless? Is it um, those in a third world country? Is it, what is it that calls to you? Is it families? Because if you follow what calls to you in your heart, it's always right for you. And it's always the direction. And so for me, what called to me was women's empowerment. And what also calls to me is children. I'm a big children's humanitarian activist. And so, um, you know, that that's part of what calls to me. Also, understanding the educational process of business. Business is business, no matter what you do. So, you know, I, I think that it's what calls to your heart. There's always something that calls to you. If you listen, it's there. And most people, they'll listen for a second and then they go, well, I don't know how to da-da-da or I don't have the money for da-da-da or I wouldn't even know where to begin, blah, blah, blah. And the truth is all you need to do is listen. 
and go, is it children? Is it elderly? Is it animals? What is it that calls to you on the face of this planet? I believe that all of us have a calling. And if we listen, which I think we know, when people go, I don't know what my calling is. I, I disagree with that. I think we do know. It's just actually being open to just hearing it because sometimes it's a little scary to hear our calling. Um, and so I, I think that that's part of it is stop and listen and go, what is it that calls to me? Don't worry about how you make money about it yet. Don't worry about the how, just what is it that calls to you? That is most important first off. So once you're really grounded in the change that you want to make, so what do you do at that point to unite a team around you and, and get them in consensus behind your vision? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, tapping into your purpose, right? When we tap into our purpose, there is a passion that comes with it. And I think um, being able to tap into that passion is imperative to be able to unite and lead a team, especially to unite a team, because you can sit there, if someone is really passionate about something, then it's almost like this light that shines and others are attracted to it. They, you may have a passion for children and people don't have a passion for children, they have a passion for animals. However, because light is attracted to light, they will actually be attracted to you and people like to follow movement. Passion is movement. It is a flow of energy. You know, so first off, I'm going to back up for one second, Kat, because I think it's important of how do we as individuals first tap into our passion? And I think, you know, um, how you start your day is how your day will go. And so, you know, having the practice of every morning I get up, I say, please let me hear and respond with less lag time. Please let me hear and respond with less lag time. Please hear, let me hear my calling, my purpose, my passion. And it's almost like I have my morning coffee. And it's so funny because I literally, as I wake up, start to feel energy come in through me. And so I think it's really that purpose of you being solid in your purpose and standing in your purpose that attracts others. So that's one of the the things is what is your routine in the morning and how do you tap back into your purpose and being aware of your energy? You know, as the day goes on, it kind of, your energy will flux, it'll go up and down, it'll flow. And when it goes down, notice it. When I feel like my energy starts to dip, I turn on music. I turn on something that's going to, I move my body. People laugh at me. I'll dance around my office. I'm like, oh, no, got to get my energy up. And I start tapping in. So whatever it is that taps you into your energy of your energy increasing, be aware of that because you're going to have lulls. It's just part of it. Um, the other thing is being able to communicate it to a team. Now, you know, I love uh, Martin Luther King when he talks about the drum major instinct. One of the sometimes most challenging things for people are to lead leaders. You know, um, when you have a supporter, it's very easy for them to come in and they just kind of, what do you want me to do? That's a little bit easier. However, 
all people have a motivating factor. So you need to understand what your people's motivating factors are on your team when you're uniting your team. So uh, is it money? Is it cause? Is it recognition? What is their motivating factor? And it's very individual. And you need to know that. And then they go, well, if their cause is money and I'm over here and I'm helping children and it's a cause and uh, there's no money for me to give them yet, what do I do? Okay. So that's where you have to look at where does that team meet? So in other words, let me put it this way. If I know someone is, their motivating factor is money and I'm working on a children's cause, I want to open a children's center for homeless children. I'm just going to give an example here. Then what might happen is I might say to them, look, I'm starting this out. And you know what, if you want to be a part of this, I'll give you a percentage or maybe, you know, hey, if we build this thing, let's give it a time limit. And one year in, uh, you know, the, there'll be a vice president opening. Now, I believe leaders arise. I don't believe leaders are made. I think we're all leaders. Um, and I think leaders arise. And so, you know, one, to unite your team, you have to be able to stand in your own passion. You have to be able to, because the words really aren't going to be as important as the feeling, as the commitment to what your cause is. When you are truly committed, that is when other people will step in. The other thing is knowing what motivates your team and how do you motivate them and then, you know, to unite them. You know, one of the, the really important things is people want to win on a team. People want, we are pack animals by nature, first off. We want to have a sense of community. We want to have a sense of belonging. And then the other side of it is, you know, how do they win? You know, when, you, when you're uniting a team, you want them to win. You want them to be in a position that is natural for them. When people are in a, a position that is natural, they can go to great, not just good. And you want them to win. So the more somebody wins, of course, the more they're going to want to play. The other thing is, how do you activate them into an action plan, which is really important? Well... If they're in a space where they're in a community, if they're in a space where they can win, if they're in a space where they can make a mistake and not get slaughtered, <laughs> that's really important. It's a, it, it has to be a place of growth and there has to be a place where they can see that they can rise to. It, it's super important. And then the other thing is, you know, that, there's actually tangible benchmarks for them to see. And it can be very simple, tangible benchmarks for them to see um, and that they get recognized when they actually step into that next benchmark. So anyways, I don't know if that's answering your question. I hope it is. <laughs> oh, that's great, Shelly. I really love what you said about starting your day and not only listening to your purpose and passion, but decreasing the lag time before you take action. Like, I think that's a really important part, right? 
So talk to us a bit about creating a legacy. So here you have uh, gotten all this energy behind your purpose and making a difference and united people uh, behind your vision. So you're all taking action. Then what does it take to reach that next level where you're really creating a legacy in the world? A legacy in the world means that the structure of what you have set up will sustain beyond your lifetime. You know, I find one of the biggest things is people don't dream big enough. And um, matter of fact, they'll get an idea and we're given million dollar ideas all the time as individuals. But we talk ourselves out of it and we hear our calling. I want to go help the poor. I want to go, um, uh, you know, I'm a mom. What do I know? Well, you know a lot. Okay. You know a lot about time management. Maybe you want to help kids. Maybe you want to, whatever it is. We all have gifts. We all have talents. And so it's, where are we guiding those and how big are we dreaming with them? So many people make it about, I don't have the education. I don't have the money. I don't have uh, the where for all. I've never done this before. We talk ourselves out of it. So I think to create a legacy, the first thing is you have to dream big. If I want to go and I want to help homeless children, then picture it around the world. It becomes a world vision organization. You've got to be able to hold a big picture if you want it to become big. There are, I don't know of any, billionaires that are around the world that started out because they wanted to become a billionaire. They did it because they had a vision and the vision was big. And so you want your vision to be big. And you know, the great thing about creating legacy and seeing your vision larger than life is you don't have to tell anybody at first. Matter of fact, I would say tell very few people. The people in your inner circle are either going to bring you up or they're going to bring you down. Most people go to start something and they talk to those closest to them. And a lot of times you get everybody else's kind of, I don't know, I guess self-talk that they get to give to you, you know. And so many times it's kind of like, well, you don't know how to do that. Well, yeah, when you have the money, well, you better go figure this out first before you even move. And so, you know, it starts with a really big vision, really big vision. So take your, maybe it's helping the homeless children and turn it into, how do I make this if I was helping homeless children around the world? What kind of organization would this be? How would I feel? How would I operate? What would my mindset be? And that's how you need to move into it, start the start of it, first off. Um, you know, you don't get the job and then get dressed. You're dressed and then you get the job. You're ready. So you need to be, move, choose just like you would if that was so. In other words, the legacy was so big that um, because that is what you will create. And um, the other part of it is, 
Um, you're not reinventing the wheel. There are a lot of legacy businesses out there and a lot of legacy social impact service projects and, and things out there. And look at what they're doing. What is working for them and what is not working for them? You know, do not be afraid to look at what's already been done. Uh, there's so much knowledge in that. And then, you know, it's who you're around. I'm telling you, we, we are as big as those that are around us. And, um, you know, I love being the least smartest person in a room. Because I learn so much and uh, I gain so much and I can pick their brains. And, you know, I don't ask, how did you do this? I ask usually, what's the biggest mistake you made? And what, tell me what you learned from that. Because that's what I want to know. Um, you know, so I know that we only have limited time, but really it's, and it all ties together. How you wake up in the morning, how you, how you play during the day. You know, are you looking, being, talking, choosing how you would if your legacy was already before you, already created? And then, you know, the world right now, um, it's a great time for partnerships. It's a great time for partnerships. The last time we had a time like this was the Great Depression in the United States. And this is where people are looking to partner. So if you don't have money or you don't have all the time or you don't have all these things that you think that you need to start, I highly suggest you start. Take a step forward. Get out of the gate. Start to go, what is it that calls to me? It's children. It's animals. It's the environment. It's this. It's that. It's, you know, uh, empowerment for people. Whatever it is. Start stepping out immediately because if you keep making excuses of why you can't step out, here's the thing. It's going to come up every single time. People said to me, when you opened your first business, you know, what did you do? I, I stuttered. I waited. I, I was like, wow, I got to make sure it's all perfect. Well, yeah, if I had kept waiting, I'd still be waiting. And then they go, well, didn't you have fears? I was a single mom. Didn't you have fears? Didn't you have this? Didn't you have that? Yes, I absolutely did. And guess what? When I opened the second company, I had fears then too. I, I was like, hmm, I don't know. Can I? And the people around me went, absolutely you can. We believe in you. And it's really important to have those people around you. But you got to make friends with these feelings and don't wait. We're not here to play small and we have this tendency to wait for what we think it should look like, where we think we should be. And I'm like, this is, you know, a journey of the soul and we're here to serve and we're here to give our gifts and talents. And it doesn't matter what you do. You have gifts and you have talents that the world is waiting for. Absolutely. I mean, I, I not even to fathom the amount of talent and ingenuity and world change making that could happen just by the people listening in tonight. Uh, and as I was listening to you talk about legacy, it really brought to mind for me, uh, one of the visualization tools in our basic course about screen of the mind, and how that can really bring clarity for people, the more clarity that you have 
on for what that legacy is that you want to create, the easier it is to get there. So there's some powerful tools in the basic around all of these things that you're talking about. I totally agree. You know, um, <laughs> one of the reasons why I actually facilitate WLS is because I know the side program and I have been out there in the world. <laughs> As you said, I've taught tens of thousands of people and it's true. Um, you know, uh, and, and what PSI does, and I always think it is a personal success institute. It truly is. Um, because clarity of vision uh, really comes in the basic and uh, so much more. Uh, the principles are so profound. Um, and then, of course, you have size 7, which is life success. And it's kind of like, how do we play in the world? And then, of course, you have leadership, which is, you know, how am I out there being actively contributing to the change I want to see in the world? And as a leader, um, you know, and I just know the network that's in there that's invaluable for our family, for our friends, for our businesses, and for us playing a bigger game out there in the world. And you know, it's a vehicle, but what I do know is it works and it's invaluable. And um, I, I don't think, matter of fact, I know, I would not have what I have uh, if it wasn't for the basic, and if it wasn't for size seven or WLS, I mean, WLS, I'm very, I love WLS. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I do. I love our leadership seminar. I just think it's like amazing. Um, but the basic is amazing for so much to happen in three days and be able to take on and lead in our home and in the world, and in our families, and in our life, you know, I mean, so many times we get on this gerbil wheel, and you know, it's the same, same old, same old day to day, and I just know that the tools that are in the basic are really about living the life that you want, and really um, stepping into the life that you want. And life is too short not to do that. Anyways, I just, sorry, Kat, I kind of went off, but I couldn't resist. <laughs> I know the classes are amazing. And before we go into the questions portion, I do just want to take a moment for everyone listening in who has not yet done our classes. If you want more tools to support you in becoming a world changer and living your best life, uh, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to achieve goals beyond what you previously thought possible. And for the results that you really want to create in your life, at the PSI Basic Seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. The basic is it's an experiential class where you will be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. If there's anything you want 
more, better, or different for yourself and your life, then go to psibasicseminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you. In fact, not just the U.S. We got U.S., Canada, Hawaii. Uh, there's a basic coming up in Saipan. There's one in London. So it's all over the place. Uh, so find one that works for you. Again, that's psibasicseminar.com. Now for some questions. First off from PS, is leading the same in any arena? Absolutely. Leadership is leadership. It doesn't matter the arena, whether you're leading at home, yourself, um, or your team. Leadership, the qualities and traits of leadership are the same no matter what. Okay, next up from CS. What are your best tools you use to get back on track when you start to lose your focus of your big picture? <laughs> and we all do. We all have that moment where we're wondering, what did I get into? What did I sign up for? <laughs> um, and I'm very aware of my energy. So I tap back into my passion. And maybe it's... Um, for me, you know, first off, waking up every morning and, you know, how do I, how do I lead and respond with less lag time? How do I hear and respond with less lag time? Um, but also, I notice my energy throughout the day. And I'm very cognizant of that. And so when I feel like my energy starts to wean or starts to kind of take its dip, then I know what recharges me. We all know what recharges us. And some people, you take your shoes off, you walk in the grass. Some people, they go pet their animal. Some people, they go sit by the ocean. Like, what is it that feeds you? For me, it's music. I turn on music and I start to move my body. Whenever there is thought, feeling, and action, and you mix those three together, there will be an instant shift. And so do it cognitively. You know, make, make that instant shift and go, okay, well, what am I thinking? How am I feeling? And if you feel kind of like you're thinking, uh, I don't feel very good right now or whatever it is, or, oh my gosh, I don't know this or whatever. And you start to feel that same feeling inside your body. Well, now we're, we're having an emotion and a thought. And usually the action is we hold our breath or we walk around and we pace or whatever it is for you. So be cognizant of that, of your thought, your emotion and your action and tie it into something that like feeds you and, and re-energizes you, whatever that is. Shift that energy, start noticing it. Next from SH, what if you have numbed yourself to what and who you are so long that you have no idea what you want. I think the, that if you've numbed yourself so long, which I think we all have at one time or another, whether it's marriage, divorce, uh, birth, death, I don't know. <laughs> all the things we go to, right? Um, and it's how long have you been in it? So I think, you know, when we get to that point, nature has divine intelligence. Divine intelligence um, the energy of nature is balanced. And so I tell people, you know, what is it again that feeds you? Is it animals? Is it the green plants? Is it water? 
um, whatever it is, I would suggest, and I've told um, CEO clients this too, you know, that if it was water, go sit in front of the water. I have a little garden that, that's on my side yard, and I go sit in that garden area. And you know what? My mind will go and go and go and until I just relax and my shoulders drop. See, then I can hear and respond with less lag time. If I'm operating on all these automatic patterns that are coming up, which is maybe I don't have the education or maybe I don't have this or maybe there's that or, oh, my gosh, the what ifs. Got to love those worry what ifs, right? Because <laughs> they come up for all of us. But how do you commune with nature? Because whatever it is that feeds you from nature will literally reground you to the point where just feel. The thoughts stop and nature takes over and you are a part of nature and it has divine intelligence. So that would be my suggestion. That's great. Next from RD. What action steps have you found most empowering in taking ideas, goals, and vision from the concept phase to effective action and desired outcomes? Well, I, I do things a little bit different. So the first thing I do is I create something in my mind's eye. And it's funny you brought that up from the basic. It's true. In my mind's eye that is larger than life. So the picture is super, super big. And then what I do is I start to actually break it down. So I start with one step at a time. But I actually map things out to a degree. Not so much that it's a plan that if something changes that the whole plan's a mess, but literally I go, okay, this is the start of the idea. For example, um, I have an idea for an invention. Okay, well, I've never done an invention and I don't know what to do with it, blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, what would my next step be? Go to talk to somebody who's done an invention. Okay, what's my next step? I might need a prototype. Okay, well, I don't have money for a prototype, or I do have money for a prototype. Okay, great. I need to contact somebody, or I need to contact somebody and make a partnership with them. So there's never any poo-poos. I call them poo-poos. Okay? <laughs> so in other words, there's, I, I, I allow my mind to be very open, and I don't get into the how. I'm really about the what and the why, like what, what needs to happen here and start to kind of map it out a little bit. And if you don't know, this is the great part. There's a vast network in PSI between business, personal relationship, anything that you could possibly need. You're going to find somebody to pick their brain and go, I need more of this. You are successful in this area. They've had hundreds of thousands of people go through these classes. I mean, it, it's, uh, it, it's phenomenal. But the, it is a network that you can tap into and go, I want to know more of this. So definitely, I would say map it out and pay attention to when your mind goes, oh, I can't, you know, I got to figure this out or I got to figure that out. Don't go into figuring it out. Map it out. I want to start the business. What is the end vision? Oh, it's, I'm going to start this business as a skincare line. What is the end vision? I can see seven products, and this is what the products do. In your mind's eye, you might even see what it looks like. 
What are those? What do the little bottles look like? What do they sell for? What blah, 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 right? Like, really, okay, it has, oh, I'm going to think that it has, you know, larger than life international distribution. Okay, great. Now let's go back to that first step. Because here's the thing. When you start to get into the mechanics of building your vision and building your business, if you don't have that incredible dream of formulation, that incredible larger view, after a while, we kind of peter out. We've got to be able to keep tapping into that. If that makes any sense. Oh, for sure. And actually, it, this next question, maybe you can go a bit deeper on um, right. this. So AD asks for tips to get out of my head. I tend to overanalyze every choice and feel like I'm pulled <laughs> in too many directions. So I feel like that's one of the big pitfalls that can happen. So if you could address that specifically. Absolutely. Well, I kind of did with the nature, right? Nature has divine intelligence. And so for that person, you may, what is it that feeds you? Is it the green, you know, the, 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 the plants? Is it water? Is it animals? You need to go and you need to sit there and you might have to sit there for several hours till you are like still for a minute. And, and still means that you're just in the moment, that you're truly in the moment, that you're truly um, engaged in whatever is in front of you. And you'll know because your shoulders will drop. Um, the other thing is usually that people, when their minds run like that, they're, I, you know, they're brilliant. I love that. They're, they, you know, their minds are going 100 miles an hour, which is great. That's that gerbil wheel, though, that also has the downside. And so, you know, I would definitely say be in the moment. And then the second thing is um, tap into your body. Tap into your body. Maybe it's a run. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's something. Start practicing being in your physical body versus just your head. Um, because the, when the head runs you, and that's why I love, please let me hear and respond with less lag time. When the head runs us, we have so many automatic responses to things um, that, you know, given our environment or how we were raised, or it could just be our best friend who said, hey, you know, you need to think about that before you move forward. Um, you know, and so when our head runs us, we're really running by our automatic, what I call programs, our automatic responses versus time starts to lead us versus we lead time. And many people um, that are in their head, time runs them, they don't run time. And so it's really important for you to be able to run your time because as you grow and as you experience things, you want to be able to shift and you want to be able to move. I remember one time my, my daughter said to me, mom, have a tea party with me. And I said, I will, Cheyenne. And she said, mom, no, sit with me. I said, okay. So finally I left my desk. I sat down in front of my desk and she's having this tea party with me and I'm physically having a tea party with her, but she's like, mom, be with me. And I'm like, I am, I'm right here because I was stuck in my head and my head was thinking about all the stuff that had to be done that was still back on my desk. And I was missing the moment. 
And that's when I realized like time runs me, I'm not running my time. And so even if what you need to do is literally get your calendar and depict your time and so that when you're done with whatever in the morning, you completely let it go and move into the next thing that you're doing. You completely let the next thing go and move it into the next thing you're doing. You complete so that you're, you're learning to shift because I'll tell you what you want to do things and you want to create things and be a world changer. You can't carry every topic that goes on. I can anyways. And a daytime in my head, every decision that I have to make, every thing that has to be done or, you know, in the moment or beyond, never mind behind me. So, you know, run your time. Don't let your time run you. Um, but practice being in the moment, physically, in your body and with nature. And keep bringing yourself back to the moment. You know, Maya Angelou was, you know, she talked about, oh, there's, you know, look at the fruit. Look at the, taste the flavors of your food. And I thought about that and I was like, I don't taste the flavors of my food. I'm just like, eat and I go back to work. Right. So how do we actually taste, feel, be? See, that's that is really, truly being alive in your life is going from moment to moment, fully engaged. And it doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time, but you'll definitely be happier more of the time because you're running your life instead of whatever the treadmill is that you're on is running you. So to play bigger and to get out of your head and, you know, to get into uh, life more is to, you know, fully experience it. So anyways, that's, that's my take on that. <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree with you more on that, Shelly. Oh, my gosh. I, I used to be one of those people that was like, oh, I don't have time to meditate. Who has time in their day to do to do nothing, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Something magical happens when you just pause and become present. And it's almost like you can stretch time. I mean, there, there is a lot of truth to uh, slowing down to speed up. And yes. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people go, I don't have the time for this or I don't have the time for that. And I don't have the, you know what? If you're not whole, like, like engaged in your life, if you're not engaged in the moment, you're, you're missing it. You're, you're missing it. And you don't want to miss it. This is what it's all about. You know, there will always be another destination. There will always be another meeting. There will always be another problem. You know, you use things, they break. You don't use things, they break. There'll always be something. But truly, like, living your life on your terms, living larger than life, is really what we are meant to do. You know, this is so much bigger than even this topic that we started with. Uh, when you tap into that joy and delight and magic that happens when you're present and actually enjoying being alive, that adds to uh, the charisma and magnetism that draws people to you to be part of what you want to create. That is absolutely true. People want to follow a leader that is moving. 
nobody wants to follow somebody that's standing there stagnant. <laughs> they just don't, you know? Um, and like attracts like, and when you're moving, people are like, I want to be a part of that. What are you doing? Oh my gosh. They feel it. And, you know, I mean, you don't even have to worry about so much how you explain it because the heart will say a million words for you. Um, so yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I think that that's, it's, it is truly what life is about. So that leads into this next question. Uh, I, I've seen this as a stumbling block for a lot of people and really big goals that are bigger than just them. JF asks, how do you ask your family to support you during your journey and not be so judgmental? And if you could address this, not just <laughs> asking your family, but asking anyone to be a part of your team, to join your cause, to get behind your vision. So what's the magic sauce for that? Um, <laughs> well, I think the only thing we truly have control over is ourselves. We don't have control over others. I think by how we be is what others around us do. Being very cognizant of who you're asking for support or people are always going to judge. People are always going to judge. Um, and the bigger you play, what is it? The more your butt shows, the higher up the pole you go, right? Um, and people, there are certain people that are going to pick at you. And as you grow, they are. And they don't pick at you to, I like to think of it like they don't pick at you because they're trying to hurt you. It's, it happens because they're afraid of the growth because they're afraid of losing you. And so, you know, I think when it comes to family or it comes to friends um, that you love and accept them unconditionally, how you be is what they will do. And it may take a while. You know, if you have a parent that has never said, I love you, and you say, I love you, they might be in shock. And then, you know what, maybe it might be a week, it might be three months, it might be a year, it might be who knows, um, before you might hear I love you back. And that's okay. You know, and making it okay. And so, you know, I think one of the, this is one of the things I do love about the, the Psy Network is there's a lot of support. There is so much support there. Um, but when you are dreaming big and when you are creating legacy, be very particular who you share it with. Write it down. Get a notebook. Get your dream notebook, right? Your legacy notebook. I'm going to create a blah, blah, blah. And it's going to do this. And it's going to, you know, help whatever and da, da, da. And then only share it. Whenever I have an idea, I only share it with very few people in that area, you know, in my inner circle. And so you love your inner circle for who they are. Don't try to change them. All we can do is change ourselves and be an example. You know, it's pretty funny when people see other people um, doing some amazing things. And when I say amazing things, I don't mean just in business or being a world changer. I mean doing amazing things as you're happy in your life. <laughs> right? Because... 
we can do a lot of things, um, but truly being happy doing them makes all the difference. And uh, pretty soon they'll go, well, I don't know. What's going on with Joe? He's kind of he's kind of happy. I don't know. He's silly. And after a while, they're kind of like, well, maybe I'll be a little happy too. So I, I think, I don't know if that's answering your question, Kat, or should I expand a little more? Um, there's uh, the energy that you bring because you're happy and you're living your purpose and you're in the moment like that speaks louder than your words. And so when you're rallying people around you and your cause, it's definitely that beingness that speaks more than whatever words you're going to use to say. And you know what? Not everyone's going to be on board. And there, there is the bigger you get, the more judgment you're going to get. And you know what? Those, Absolutely. Aren't, those aren't your people, right? That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, you love them for who you are, for who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's all good. Um, but you know, I love to be able to play a game with myself, which is how do I expand my network and how do I, you know, engage and embrace more like-minded leaders and leaders in action. And so, um, you know, I definitely think though, it is more about how you be that affects what they do. I, I definitely think that that's, it, it's very important. Sometimes we come out, you know, and we're, we're trying to push people into things versus lead. If you're leading, you're out front, not pushing from behind. People are looking for leaders. So lead and, and then allow them to follow. If that makes any sense. That's great. Uh, Next up from DL, what's the best way to stay focused on my purpose without getting distracted by my doubts? Okay. So first off, you need an inspiration. Okay. So start whatever your purpose is, start plastering it all over the place. We all have doubts. It's how long do you listen to them? And so I think one of the things to do is actually be able to Talk back to your doubts. Now, this is going to sound a little strange, but I'm going to say what I did. Um, When I first started my first business and I said, I'm going to start this business and I would ask somebody and sometimes I wouldn't even ask people and my tape would play inside my head and I would hear these doubts. Well, you got to have this. You don't have this money. You don't have this education. You don't have this. You don't have that. And, And this is how people talk themselves out of even starting usually, or they start and then they quit pretty quickly without things coming to fruition. Sometimes we ask other people and then they, they join in and then we really have an excuse. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I didn't really think I could do this. And then Joe said I couldn't do this. So, all right, I'll just stop for now till summer day. And so one of the things that I did is whenever I had a self doubt, I would speak up and I know this is funny, but I would. Remember I talked about the thought, emotion, and action. So I have a thought and the thought is I can't do this or I have a doubt. Well, the minute I have that thought, my body reacts. There's an emotion that's associated with that thought. And then usually, right, we go to fight or flight. When there's a fear, it's an automatic response pattern. So now what is our action? I stop. Okay. So now I have thought, emotion, and action and they're in sync. So I have just kind of cemented 
to myself that I can't do this. So what I would do is when somebody would say something to me, I would literally, and my head would start to play the tape. Well, you don't really, and I'd stop. I'd stop it. Really start paying attention to your inner dialogue. It's very important. And I would stop it and say, oh, yes, I can. Watch me. And that was my, that was my like self-talk. And what was funny is in the very beginning, I would walk outside and say it out loud because it was thought, emotion, and action. And so I knew if I could do those three things together, I could start to change that doubt voice quicker. And then what started to happen is somebody would say, well, you know, you're going to have to watch out for Then I'd go, oh, yeah, watch me. And every time my self-doubt came out, oh, yeah, watch me. And then pretty soon what I really started noticing is the minute that thought would come up, it would start to play the tape in my head. Oh, yeah, watch me. So I went from verbalizing it because that was my action, right? So thought, emotion mixed with action. So I would verbalize it. Oh, yeah, watch me. Then pretty soon it was, became an automatic like boomerang where I'd start to have my doubts. Well, I don't know if I have the edge. Oh, yeah, watch me. And I'd hear it in my head. And then after a period of time, I didn't even hear it anymore. It was just there. Now, did doubts still come up? Sure they will. Are there times you're going to be standing on the edge and you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going for something bigger in my life or I'm going for a different job or I'm going into a new relationship and I'm afraid of getting vulnerable or whatever? It's, it's going to happen. So know yourself. When your doubts come up, where do you feel it in your body? What are the thoughts? Start talking back to those thoughts. Now, don't use a different phrase every time. Use one phrase because it'll make it easier for it to be implanted and to kind of come back so you can move quicker through your doubts or your fears. You know, I love when people go, oh, you're never going to have fear again. BS, man. <laughs> It's not going to go away. It's how do we deal with it and how long do we deal with it? So pick your key phrase. Mine was, oh, yeah, watch me. You know, whatever yours is, start saying it out loud every time you hear it. And pretty soon you won't have to say it out loud and it'll just be there automatically. That's awesome. Uh, so before you uh, give us some takeaways for tonight, since we have so many people on the line with us who have not yet done our classes, could you just give a minute or two to um, sharing with them your perspective on what makes the PSI courses so effective and why they're different from whatever else is offered out there? The PSI courses are different than what is out there that I have seen for sure. And I've traveled the world um, for many years. And I think uh, it is a place for you to be able to cultivate and kind of step into enjoying your life, being happier in your life, have a great network for you to be able to grow in. And, you know, I think the principles are unbelievable. They're life principles. And so I think it pays off in business. I think it pays off in empowerment and in us leaving our legacy and actually enjoying our life. You know, I, I don't know a place where I think we waste time 
I should say it this way. We waste time. We waste money. Even though we say we have no time and no money. But we waste a lot of it. And for you to invest in you makes a difference for your family, your business, your own legacy, and your own leadership. And I know the basic has a money-back guarantee. So what the heck do you really have to lose? Not much. A couple days? Well, we waste time all the time. And it's one of the best that I know of. I know Bob Proctor says the same thing. It, you know, it, it's worth you enjoying your life, being able to play larger than life. You're not here to play small. Whether you're looking for empowerment, you're looking for um, to grow in your business, you're looking in leadership, you know, the tools and principles and the basic seminar are absolutely universal and equate across the board to all of the above that I just mentioned. I know that the Life Success Course is incredible to really embracing action into your vision. Leadership is really being an active contributor out there in the world uh, as a leader. Sci Seminars is a place that is truly a personal success institute for you to be able to have empowerment, have a network of like-minded individuals, and to really be able to explore and discover not only clarity of your purpose, but how to engage it as an active contributor out there in the world and playing in a bigger way to have more joy, more happiness, and more fulfillment in this journey that we call life. I highly recommend it. And it all starts with the PSI Basic Seminar. So again, that's PSIBasicSeminar.com. Check it out. So uh, Shelly, do you have a few takeaways for us tonight? Like what do you want people to leave uh, this training with? Well, I would say several things. One, what is it the purpose that calls to you? What is the cause that calls to you? That if you could do anything and you could wave a magic wand, what would it be? So write it down. Start, you know, filling out your legacy notebook. What is it that you would want to leave? And dream big. Do not hesitate to dream big. Dream larger than life. Secondly, tap into your energy. Tap into your, that is your power tool. Your energy of your passion is a power tool. Passion is that intention versus mechanism. Passion is what ignites and drives us. It's what gives us energy. It's what makes us tireless. It's what engages others and leads others. So notice your energy. Tap into your passion. What is it that fires you up? Is it music like me? Do you need to go move your body around? Is it walk outside and being, you know, in nature? What is it? So pay close attention to your energy and keep tapping in to your passion. And when you start to have that dip of energy or, you know, well, I don't know about my passion, you start to have your doubts. Well, hey, this is why I love the Sign Network, too, because they'll look at you and be like, I know you can. Because I'll tell you, if I didn't have people around me that said, I know you can, I don't know how many times, in, you know, especially in the beginning, I would have stepped out there. <laughs> um, you know, so... That's another thing. And then 
lead your team. Know what motivates your team. Is it money recognition or cause? You know, and being able to communicate that passion um, to your team and then plan out your legacy. So, you know, what is the why? I want to help children because of blah, blah, blah. This is what I see. The why is I see poverty or I see homelessness. I'm giving you my example or whatever it is. Now, what is that big vision? Write down the big vision. The more detail that you have in that big vision of the legacy that you want to create, the easier it's going to be to map out the in-between from the very start of that idea, product, service, or cause to the very end. And, you know, I always say, too, you know, it's good to find a mentor. Don't invent the wheel. You don't need to. There are people that have done every type of business, every type of leadership, every type of, you know, whatever it is that you want to go into. Now, you may have a unique product, service, or social impact idea, but most likely systems are systems. Well, not even most likely. Systems are systems, and business is business. So you can definitely find someone in that genre for you to be able to uh, engage and grow from. That's great. It's so exciting to have you on the podcast with this powerful topic. Thank you so much, Shelly, for sharing your wisdom and experience with us tonight. Thank you, Kat. And I hope it was okay. I know there wasn't a lot of time and I threw out a lot of stuff. Anybody that's listening, you know, you're not here to play small. You're here to play big. And you're here to fully live and enjoy and embrace all of who you are and all that is around you. The PSI Basic is a great place to start. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the training and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, March 10th with PSI facilitator Rob Rowe talking about tenacity and new beginnings. So you can register now at PSILive.com and remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSILive.com. If you're getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes and definitely share it with anyone you think would benefit. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you everyone for being on the training tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.